As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Welcome back to the Doing It At Home podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us, being here, hanging out. We've got some birth story goodness for you today. We're really excited to share that with you. Before we get into it, some reminders and updates for you. We have new merch in the Doing It At Home shop. New gear, new shirts, new onesies, new mugs. So go check that out. Go to our store. You can find a link to it from our main website, diahpodcast.com, or you can check out the direct link below in the show description of whatever podcast player you are using and listening with. And for your holiday orders, listen up. We have been informed through the companies that we use who deliver and supply our merch that December 8th is the day to get your orders in by to ensure delivery for Christmas and the holidays. So December 8th, make a note, mark it, put a reminder, all of the alarms, get your orders in by then so that you can gift the fellow birth nerd, birth junkie, home birth fanatic, even if that's you, in your life with mugs, t-shirts, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies, tote bags, onesies, and really great gifts for the birth worker in your life, members of your birth team. And like I said, hashtag treat yourself. So again, December 8th is the date for those holiday orders for the Doing It At Home merch. Go check out the shop. And if you want to add another little stocking stuffer in there, our book, Doing It At Home, is available on Amazon in paperback and digital ebook format. So the link to that is in the show notes as well. So there you have it. All of the gifts and Merry Merry. And we're getting into December soon, which is my birthday month. So fellow December babies out there, Sagittarius season. Is it Sagittarius's or Sagittarians? 
Sagittarian sounds like it makes more sense. But anyway, my fellow of that, it's our season, y'all. So yeah. (laughs) All right. Today's birth story. It's a repeat visit, if you will, of Amy Joe and JJ Mann. We had them back on the show a while ago telling their first birth story, and a link to that is in the show notes if you want to check out part one with them. And then here, we're talking with them about their second home birth, and there's some really great topics in this conversation, like having a list of intentions for your home birth, language and culture barriers with birthing abroad, and the power of prayer. And also how fun birth can be. And we loved chatting with Amy Jo and JJ. They're so much fun. I know you're going to love hearing them again on the podcast. So quick word from our sponsor and we will hear their story. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Team man, welcome back to doing it at home. How are you guys? We're we awesome. are wonderful. Glad to be back. Oh, so excited. Yeah. And from across the globe. Yeah. Where are you all right now? We are in Leverkusen, Germany. Leverkusen. Close to Cologne. Okay. And is this the same as last time we spoke or have you moved around a bit? We have moved around quite a bit since the last time. Okay. Um, But this is our home now. So we've been here for over a year, a year and a few months. Yes. This is our first time staying in a same European location for more than a year. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So it's nice to have some familiarity. Oh, I bet. Sure. So I'm going to include a link in the show notes for those listening to our first conversation with you guys. And it actually was just me, Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew, you weren't able to join that one. So um, if you want to re-familiarize yourself with this lovely couple and their family and their first birth story, highly suggest you do that. So if you want to hit pause, go listen to that. You can come back. Um, But can you just refresh for us or reintroduce yourselves um, to the community and kind of let us know where you're at now in terms of life and family? Sure. So I'm Amy Joe and my husband, JJ. Um, our first birth was back in actually Alabama. 
And she's almost three now, wow. Brooklyn J. And then, so yeah, we live overseas. Basically, ever since, I mean, we're going on season eight for him playing basketball. Been in a lot of different countries in Europe. Um, I'm a social worker, slash mainly stay-at-home mom, but social work also. Mm. And anything else? No, that's our quick synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Love it. since the first time that we spoke, we've added another human to the mix. Tell us yes. a little bit about that. And when you became pregnant, were what were the plans or what were the conversations? Did you want to do some things the same, some things different? Well, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. I mean, I think from even before we got pregnant the second time, um, we knew we wanted to do a home birth. It's we knew that you know, with our first birth, as you guys have heard, or previous listeners have heard from the both birth story. Um, it's like, we couldn't imagine. I think we said at the end of the podcast, even having a baby any other way, like mm-hmm. this is just how we want to have our children. It was where we're comfortable. And it was just, I mean, the best experience. So when we found out we were pregnant again, it was a no brainer for us. It was all right. Mainly just deciding what country are we going to be in so we can right. figure out how the midwife situation works wherever we're going to be. That mm-hmm. was kind of our big piece of the puzzle we had to figure out. So where were you when you learned you were pregnant for the second time? What country were you in? We were in Belgium. Mm. Okay. And we unexpected. <laughs> we thought we were planning to be in Belgium for the birth. And then a couple months after we found out some crazy things kind of went down with the team that we were on. And we ended up coming to Germany. Um, and we were what? Four months pregnant when we came here. So yeah. it was still early, didn't enough time to find a midwife but not be. Yeah, I mean, too we crazy. started we started the midwife process in Belgium, mm-hmm. and then got caught up in some shady European business, <laughs> if you will. But we'll leave that could be for another podcast. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, um, be part three. Yeah. So th- then we had to come. Then we moved to Germany and kind of had to restart the process, mm-hmm. different rules and laws and whatnot. But we found our habame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call them midwives habames. Habame. Oh, beautiful! Uh, so, and- just just from that experience, because what you just said there, you had to navigate a couple things, you know, country hopping and shifting around some life things. For any who might be in a similar circumstance, like maybe they're finding out they're pregnant now, or through the course of their pregnancy and into birth, they might be in a different country or potentially different countries. Do you have any tips from your experience, or just anything that you learned as far as what was helpful in terms of finding care, communication, figuring out the the laws or policies? Anything that you could offer there? What would you say? The one thing we did talk about this morning was being very intentional with your questions. If you do have a consultation or meet up with somebody, ask them all your questions. Do not assume anything because you're in different countries or even states or different ways of life, different midwifery school, whatever it might be. So just do not assume anything, just be upfront and open and honest. And if you don't like the answer or the response, then that's probably not who you're supposed to birth with. Yeah, yeah there are multiple midwives in each country. There's not just one that you have to go with the first person you meet with, which is kind of, I think we knew that, but in my mind, it was kind of, well, it's going to be hard to find someone in Germany who speaks enough English for us to kind of connect with their 
get on the same page about stuff. Yeah. Um, which we did interview a couple. So there are options, no matter if you're in a foreign country or not. Did you find it yeah, was the case? Sorry, go ahead, JJ. No, so there is somebody that God has out there that's supposed to be your on your birth team. So yeah. and and you have time. I mean, we were four months in or something. I mean, you still have four or five months. So, I mean, if you're six, seven months in, I mean, maybe we're crazy, but you got plenty of time yeah. to find, <laughs> plenty of time to find somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> who yeah, will. Yeah. And you, I mean, you would want to be with somebody who's like, yeah, you're seven months. No problem. We'll, we'll make it happen. So mm-hmm. you have time. Did you all find that it was challenging with the, any language barriers or cultural barriers in identifying your, your midwife? For sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, our midwife told us that all pregnant women birth the all birthing women make the same sounds (laughs) (laughs) and she told us that through like google translator so she spoke a little bit of english um and it got better as time went on through each of the times that we met but we predominantly use google translate in most of our oh wow that's fascinating and the first the first girl that we met with was younger and she spoke great English and like you would have thought that it would have been like this perfect fit but it it just wasn't and so we kept looking and we found this older Habame who's I don't know I won't say an age older (laughs) and I mean she was great she got even though she didn't speak English like we just knew it was going to work so yeah you can Mm. use Google Translate through this also in preparation (laughs) Well, I like that you mentioned, you know, you didn't just go with what you thought on the surface would be easier. Okay, so she'll be able to understand you language-wise easier, but that might not be the best fit. So, you know, there is verbal language, but then there's energetic language. And so clearly there was something that connected with your other, with you, who actually became your midwife more. And so I think that's awesome that you you listened to that and you leaned into that. Yeah, I think that's very, very important for home births. You have to trust your instincts and... Make yeah. sure you're on the same page. and You're comfortable with who's going to be in the room with you. Mm-hmm. So who was going to be in the room with you when you were thinking about the room? Us and our Habame. Mm-hmm. And that was really the, that was the plan. Okay. And then potentially my mom, depending on if she could get to Germany or not, okay. based on travel restrictions. So maybe my mom would even be there. Maybe she wouldn't. Okay. It's kind of just up in the air. Gotcha. And then Brooklyn, our oldest oh. daughter, was a wild card. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we so were did you have? She would just be asleep. Yeah. Did yeah. you have conversations about that? Like, what if she wasn't asleep? And you know, being in a different um, place, like, what was the childcare situation? We had lots of friendly neighbors and stuff who offered their help and stuff, That's and nice. we have the best neighbors and everything. But our plan the whole time was just going to be. We're just going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if she's awake, then she'll be part of it. If she wants to be, and if she's asleep, then perfect. And that was kind of one of the things we prayed for is that birth would happen while she was asleep and she'd wake up to new sibling. Yeah. So, and yeah. it would just, yeah, it would all be super smooth. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened. So, yeah. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. So, aside from being in a different country, um, what were some of the similarities and differences in your second pregnancy versus your first pregnancy? Ooh. And it was all kind of really similar. I've been very, very blessed to have two easy um, pregnancies without any complications. I'm trying to think. I mean, you were working. Oh, yeah, I was. During this one. Mm-hmm, during so, this one in the summer when he was 
has a break from basketball. I was working at a, um, in Belgium, right? We were still in Belgium during that stint with an organization that helps women who are trafficked. And so I would just, I mean, yeah, I was traveling often while being pregnant, which wasn't the case with Brooklyn, but oh, that was still, it was all great and really, I guess I'd say easy. <laughs> was there anything from the first pregnancy that you learned tips like, you know, maybe I'll enjoy this food or maybe this type of exercise that you then apply to the second pregnancy? For sure. I mean, one main thing during both pregnancies was very honestly listening to you guys' podcast. Mm. I just love birth stories <laughs> when you're pregnant and just yeah. hearing encouraging, you know, people sharing about their experiences of birth in a positive light, no matter if it's at home or they had a transfer. It's just, it's encouraging to hear that when you're hearing a baby and dreaming about what this birth could be like. Yeah. So um, definitely listening to positive birth stories and yes, exercise, but there's just a lot of walking trains and walking to and from mm -hmm. where I was working at the time. Yeah. I mean, I think she did a great job both pregnancies with just being consistent with her exercise. Yeah, and, I just want to stay healthy. You know, even if it was a, a rough day, just even do a little something. Just, well, and Brooklyn would do yoga with me. <laughs> oh, so when nice. I got there in pregnancy, she would always want to do yoga with mommy. So she would, she's got like five yoga moves that she loves <laughs> and just does them <laughs> randomly. So that was really fun and sweet to get to do together too. Oh, that's great. And what about with you, JJ, you know, having, you went through baby number one, pregnancy number one, you've got that experience under your belt. And one championship. Yeah. One championship. <laughs> so <laughs> did you, did you feel different going into the second pregnancy? If so, how? It was, I mean, it was different because there's another baby or little child in the house. So I would try to do some things here and there to maybe take Brooklyn out or let Amy Jo have some time to herself to work out or to have some quiet podcast or some quiet time mm. um, or just a little time to herself to focus and get in the zone. Um, but no, I mean, I think for a husband, you should just support and do whatever support and serve your wife. However she needs it. And you know, it's different for every marriage and, and couple. So um, whatever little things that you know your wife wants and needs, just just do them, even if she doesn't ask. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, love it. <laughs> like, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we got closer to the end of your pregnancy, what was going on? How were you feeling? And then when did things kind of kick off? Man, as it got closer... We were trying to kind of navigate around his basketball schedule, which you can't really like plan stuff with a home birth and his schedules, you know, he can't really miss games, kind of a big deal to be at them. Mm -hmm. But luckily he had a, um, or still has a very supportive and awesome team and coach who understood like, Hey, if your wife goes into labor, just let us know. Or, I mean, yeah, I was taking, I was taking my phone, putting on loud uh, at practice mm -hmm. and we had a, a road game like three hours away when she was exactly 40 weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. And coach was like, yeah, you don't have to come if you want. I was like, no, I'll come, but I'm going to take my own car in case get a call on the way or I can leave. And, you know, Jeremy got the Autobahn so it can be, can get home pretty quick. <laughs> nice. uh, uh, yeah, that was definitely, I think probably one of the worst games I've ever played because I wasn't really interested in basketball when you have yeah. your wife at home. 
But and my mom is not here yet at that point, right? Okay. No, I don't think so. There. Yeah. So just me and Brooklyn. So <laughs> went to labor. I guess, yeah. We were hoping to have our midwife there. So but um yeah, like, like I said, coach was super cool and supportive, which helped a lot. But yeah, then we were trying to figure out figure out the plan. Mm-hmm. As I mean, as it got closer, I mean, I felt great. I I continue to have, I mean, I wouldn't have ever called them Braxton Hicks, but I just could feel like my body was preparing for labor, but it wasn't ever like, okay, this is it. It just, I could tell that I was getting ready. Just, I mean, with our first little girl, I mean, we well, went, go ahead. No, well, we actually thought the baby was going to come oh, yeah. New Year's Day. No, no, January second. January 2nd, because we, the year before, exactly a year to the date, we were in Ireland on a little holiday, I guess. And we were not pregnant yet, but we bought some pajamas, baby pajamas. and for we, future. For yeah. the hopefully. hopefully future baby. And we prayed over them. And then we remember that we bought them on January 2nd. So we're like, oh, how cool of a God story would that be if exactly a year Baby's later. coming on that same day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's out. what we had in our mind. Yeah. So she had like a little action going on around Leading up Christmas and stuff. I was like, okay, well, it's January 2nd for sure the day. <laughs> adding up perfect. It yeah. makes total sense. But it <laughs> took another 19 days. So Not even close. Not even close. We were a little anxious, actually. Yeah. So we, we set ourselves up for failure a little bit. We got, yeah, we got, we got too excited. Okay. <laughs> In a good way, but yeah. a little too excited. And so then at 40 weeks, you know, the German law is you have to see your midwife every two every days. Two day. Okay. Once and, you get 40 weeks every two days, you have to check your blood pressure and mm-hmm. make sure everything's okay, basically. And then Therapy. are there any sort of restrictions or policies if you go past like 42 or once you're in that range, do then you have to transfer care or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So you get have to meet your Obama every two days. And then at 41 weeks, you have to go for to an OB to have a scan just to see, I mean, make sure there's enough amniotic fluid and the placenta, make sure the baby's in a good position. So if you don't do 41 weeks or if you don't go do the scan, then you aren't allowed to have a home birth. You have to go to the hospital. So mm. that also was a challenge. Um, mm. Tell them what the window Yeah. So our midwife was trying to call to get us in to see somebody who would just do a scan just need an ultrasound. And she called while we were in the office to a few different places and kept making faces like what's going on. And then she told me that one of the OB she spoke with said that me, this girl, um, she didn't need me for the past 40 weeks of her pregnancy. So she doesn't need me now. Like mm-hmm. wow. we, I mean, we learned over the time, like we thought that home birth in Germany was a lot more, um, what common then I guess it is. Okay. I guess it's 1% births here. We thought it was a lot more than that. Cause mm-hmm. in Belgium and Holland, it's a lot more common, mm-hmm. especially in Holland, but here it's not. So her trying to find a doctor that would just do an ultrasound for us was not easy. Mm-hmm. They were all saying no. And then finally she did find one in Cologne. Um, two ladies who were willing to do an ultrasound for us just to make sure everything was fine. And so that was, yeah, they were, they were great. They were fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they actually said you might not even be 41. Like the and, guest date yeah, like, like, oh, could have been off. be a week or 10 days off. And yeah. so yeah. she's like, and it's just like, you know, how many, how many times is that 
affect people's decision if a doctor tells you you're a week over when actually you're a week under yeah, yeah. terminology but yep so yeah they were very very nice um and that was a good experience as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are we ready to get in birth story? Let's or- do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for Alrighty. it. <laughs> so the technical guest date was January 11th. Okay. And then... My mom luckily got into the country on January the 14th, which was a whole ordeal in itself because of Corona and there's an underground tunnel that I did, that I dug <laughs> and <laughs> get her there <laughs> a really long time. Um, so our midwife was convinced that, uh, your mother's coming on the 14th, your body's just waiting till then she'll be here. The baby she'll, the, we didn't know the gender of our baby, that the baby would be here on the 15th. You'll be comfortable. Everything's great. It's like, that sounds great to me. Um, but no, my mom got here. I did acupuncture, which I didn't do with the first pregnancy, did that a couple times because our midwife offered it. And it was just, I mean, I felt great. Baby was great, but there's just no action. Not any of like, all right, this is really going to happen. So we get to 41 weeks and, um, we had to go do the scan, like we mentioned. And our midwife, I mean, everything was fine. Baby's head was super low. Like we were great. And our midwife asked, if we want to do a cervical check or a membrane sweep, I didn't really want to. So I'm trying to think what happened next. And we were getting close to 42 weeks. And with Brooklyn, we went to 41 and four. And so like the closer we got to that, it would be more like more inclined to have to do a membrane sweep or something. So we did, I mean, we were trying all the home induction methods, which you guys I'm sure have heard a lot of times how either they work or they don't. Most often they don't. Um, but it got to 
we were 41 and two mm-hmm. and we decided we're, I'm, let's just try everything all in one night, which mm-hmm. maybe not the best idea. So we went and got Indian food and uh, that was, I mean, great. Indian food in Germany. Interesting to try to find that. Yeah. <laughs> Never really sure what we were gonna get. <laughs> Never have had really ever had Indian food in our lives, but we we went for drank it. that Kool Aid. Is that supposed mm-hmm. to be a, an adult like a spicy way to, food? Oh, spicy food. Okay. Yeah. What a what a yeah. time to try it. Like, why not? Might have a baby in the next <laughs> yeah. twenty four we hours. We were willing to do Let's anything. do this. Curry on. Curry on. <laughs> what yeah. said. Oh my goodness. So we all got spicy dishes, or at least well, thought. me and her mom got spicy dishes. She got. My mom took a bite of hers and started like choking because it was so hot. And I um, was like, oh, I might go into labor because of this food. <laughs> I was like, mom. <laughs> so, but mine, I mean, mine wasn't that hot. And her, my mom and JJ were commenting how nothing was going to happen for me because I, did I even get any in food? Oh, yeah. There was any spice in it. I'm trying to like smoke this baby out of yeah. me. I don't have a stomach ache, you know? That's funny. So, we did Indian food and we were playing Rummy Cube and we did face masks. And we also had decided that because with Brooklyn, I feel like I mentioned it in that in our podcast that I took like a tablespoon of castor oil. Mm-hmm. I did because our midwife had well, suggested it was an option. So I actually texted our OG midwife from Alabama That's that cool. day. I was like, hey, what do you think about the midwife's brew? Because this mm. baby seems super comfortable and we're getting close to a timeline here in Germany to where at 42 weeks, you have to birth in the hospital. You can't go beyond. Ah, okay. And they keep very close track of who's pregnant and, you know, you have your little pregnancy book. And so it would not have been allowed for me to go past. Mm. Um, and our midwife from back home was like, yeah, if baby's in a good position and um, what the other thing she asked, I mean, she kind of just did like the basic checks. Of, Is baby in a good position? How are you feeling? How p- past you were, are you, just some general things. I was like, no, everything's great. Baby's super low. Like I'm ready to go. And so she's like, if baby's ready, then, I mean, there's no harm in doing it. Baby will come. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, said the same thing, like take it at night so it can work overnight or early in the morning so that you can labor during the day, but don't take it in the afternoon because you don't want to have to labor through the night when you're most tired. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll just take it after the Indian food. What a great idea. So, um, and I just took a tablespoon, which casual is not great, but I took it with what some seven milk and, um, Laser with orange juice and they chased it with seven. Oh, that's true. Took it with orange <laughs> juice mixed up and then chased it with seven up for the carbonation to kind of get it to go away. Which I don't know if I recommend because Seven Up makes you burp, and then Ooh. you know you're tasting Indian food yeah. and castor Ooh. oil. It's, yeah. it's not a great mix. <laughs> Worst burp I've ever smelled in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Cleared the room. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that was that night, and everything felt normal. We went, yeah, like I said, we went to bed. We played a game, Rummy Cube. My mom won. Unfortunately, we were not the winners. Um, <laughs> And went to bed. It was a normal, great night. And I woke up at midnight and thought, well, I'll just have to go to the restroom. I mean, I didn't have any contractions or belly hugs or like, I just went to the restroom, got back in bed, went back to sleep. Woke up again at 3 a.m. Same thing. It's like, oh, well, just need to go to the restroom. Got back in bed, went right back to sleep. And then at 6 a.m. I woke up and I was like, gosh, and I thought like, I'm just really I just want something to be happening. I think that's why I kept waking up. Mm-hmm. So then at six, I woke up again and I was like, well, I'll just try to go to the bathroom again. Maybe, maybe something will happen. 
And so I didn't need to go to the restroom. So I was like, well, I'm kind of feeling something. I guess I'll just go turn on some worship music and just kind of see how things go. So I went to the living room, turned on some worship music and um, got on like hands and fours and was just kind of listening to music. And I was reading a devotion and thought, well, maybe I'll just kind of time what I'm feeling because it's nothing super strong, but I'll just time it. Maybe something's going on. So I start timing it. And it was this little contraction timer app. And like after like the first two, it says, uh, pack your hospital bag. I'm like, this is a joke. I'm glad huh. we're not going to the hospital. And then like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, it's like you should be in, you should be on your way to the hospital now. Stop the timer, go to the hospital. And I'm like, wow. check. This is, uh, yeah. Remove okay. notification. And so but I, I felt great. I'm just, and I, the song. Which, which I just kept playing the same song on repeat. It's called Remember by Maverick City Music. It's a great one. Um, so I was just listening to it, and then I thought, well, I think I kind of need to use the restroom again or just try to go pee. So I did, and there was a little bit of bloody show. And I was like, oh, yes, like this is going to happen. Because I was just waiting for when I could go tell JJ, hey, we're going to have a baby today. Like that's just really what I wanted to go tell him. So he's asleep. That happens. I go wake him up. It's what, like 640, 650? And I'm just, hey, we're having a baby today. Like, get excited with me. And so as I tell him that, he's just laying there and just says, it's a great day to have a baby. And then rolls over. <laughs> and I'm like, I need you to get yeah. up. Like, I think we're going to, I mean, I don't know. I need something. Well, I figure I got, we got five, six hours before baby's coming. Mm-hmm. But That's too late. Yeah. So I was wrong. you were. So. <laughs> I, an hour after that, I felt like another wave coming and this one was much stronger, but nothing like that's what was so confused. Like nothing like really hurt. And we had been praying for like just a supernatural childbirth that it would be pain-free, but we didn't even know what that looked like, but like, let's pray for it because that would be, how cool would that be? Yeah. So, um, I went to the bathroom and I sat on the toilet and I was, you know, sitting backwards, like, okay, maybe like this kind of will help or for the next one. And right when I sat down, like, I just felt like the baby shift. And so I stood up, I was like, oh, whoa. And then my water broke, which didn't happen with the first one with Brooklyn. And it wasn't a whole lot, just a, just a little bit or enough for me to know. And so I hear JJ like wrestling around doing something, which what, what were you doing at that time? Do you remember? I remember I was trying to get all the towels and candles and all the stuff that we had talked about doing and the little surprises I had for her. And, but also there's a big, like a, not saran wrap. Oh, like a plastic, plastic, oh yeah, plastic tarp yeah. to put all over. But that thing absolutely destroyed me and I couldn't get it unfolded <laughs> or anything. You had a so debacle like that like, too, Bivens. Try to, yeah. I'm just trying to throw it, get it on the bed or get it in the area. But you were in a hurry. You were taking your time, right? I, yeah, but then, you know, I'm stepping on it and tripping over it myself. And then <laughs> I <laughs> actually have to... a picture of what he had done with this, like, plastic tarp that it it's a really great picture. It's like halfway, not even unraveled, just like in a ball hanging off of the bed. It's not anywhere spread out on anything, mm-hmm. which we didn't know where we were going to birth. Like we hadn't really talked about it or we had, but we didn't get a birth pool this time. The bathtub was too small. So it just kind of, we were just going to fill it out. Like mm-hmm. kind of where we went to labor, however it happened would be great. So 
we didn't have anything set up beforehand. That's kind of, I think, why it was a little oh, helter-skelter. <laughs> yes. So I guess you were going to birth halfway off the bed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have not been a safe place to have a baby where it was set up. Oh, my gosh. You can't have a baby anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so I told, or you asked, you came and asked me, because I said, hey, my water, I think my water broke. And you're like, well, should we text the midwife? I guess so. And so he hands me the phone to text. Her name's, can I say her name? That fine to say her name? Yeah. See why not? Yeah. Dagmar. Okay. Great, great name. I, we text Dagmar. Then. We, didn't, we didn't figure out her name to like the 12th appointment probably. Oh gosh, yes. We didn't learn. <laughs> well, but that's it okay. was a language barrier. Like we couldn't really <laughs> yeah. understand what she said. And I didn't want to repeat to her a name that wasn't her name. Mm-hmm. And so... Took a little while, but we got it down. Okay, all the quirks um, of figuring out home birth, midwifery care in another country. Yeah, country you know, yeah. someone can relate to that right now. So yeah, it's 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 a journey, and there's great stories from it though. Oh yeah, she's funny. Um, so he brings in my phone to text her, and I start I start to, and then and I'm still staying up at this point. Another wave comes. I'm like, you need to take the phone, and I need to get on my hands and knees. Like I just kind of knew. And so I gave him the phone and it's so funny to look back at the text that he sent to her because he typed to her what I was saying to him, like what I'm trying to tell him. And so like, I try to feel to make sure the baby's not coming out right now because I thought that the, the baby was, we didn't know it was a girl and I could definitely feel like her head. And so I got on my hands and knees and I tell JJ, I can feel my body pushing. And so he types that to Dagmar and like, she hasn't responded. Like looking back at the message, this is at seven thirteen. Uh-huh. We texted her at seven thirteen. Hey, we think there's some action. Could you maybe head this way? And then at seven fourteen, he texts her. I can feel my body pushing. And then like another one. I don't remember what the next one said. Just all these like little funny things that I'm <laughs> telling him that I didn't mean to be sent to Dagmar, but I guess it didn't matter. So as this is happening, I'm on my hands and knees and I'm in the bathroom and like I'm going backwards down our little narrow hallway because our room is the next room on our right. It's like I'm crawling backwards into our room and I still have my hand like trying to hold, make sure the babies like, come out as I'm crawling backwards. And so I get to the floor in our room and it's a hardwood floor. Like we didn't have anything down on it. And so JJ's trying to like find something to throw down so that my knees can be on it at least. And I'm telling him, like, are you there? Like, are you there? I think the baby's about to come out. Like, are you there to catch? And so um, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. You're fine. And so, like, once he, when he said that, and I wasn't pushing, like, I could feel like the baby's head just come out. And so, and as the baby's head is coming out, and you can tell your side of it, too, he's telling me, oh, oh, I see. I see the top of the head. I see. Oh, there's the ears. Oh, there are eyes. Or there's its eyes and there's a nose. Oh, how cute. There's a mouth. Like, I'm doing this play-by-play. I have on my hands and knees of the baby coming out. Um, and then, like, there's just this pause. Like, I felt great. I knew the baby's head was out. And I told him, I was like, all right, baby's gonna, the rest of the baby's going to come out with the next push. Mm. Because, as you can probably tell, our midwife is not there. We texted her five minutes before. Wow. And um, so, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so there was a pause. And then... You just said the next yeah. baby's coming out. And I said baby's about to come out next. I said the next next contraction, baby's, the rest of the baby will come out. 
I was like, I'm right here. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. <Go> for it. <laughs> and so the next wave came and I, I really didn't push back. I just feel there came the rest of the baby. And it was like, wow. Oh my gosh, what just happened? You have your side of that little moment right there. Uh, the baby came out pretty fast. Shot out. <laughs> Sounds like good it. For, for you not pushing. It was pretty <laughs> impressive. I was, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was just beautiful. She was like, Hey, are, are you, are you ready? Are you there? I said, of course I'm ready. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. You can do this. And, um, yeah, it was beautiful. The, that same song was still playing in the background. Wow. And so, yeah, next thing you know, there was a beautiful little baby there. Yeah, you and, got the baby. And I wanted him to hang the baby to me through my legs, like, because I was ready to hold for the little new baby. And she was crying. I mean, and everything that we had prayed for has happened. Like, she was super alert and was crying. And, like, there was no cause for any type of emergency or anything like that. But he couldn't hand her to me because the cord was too short. It's like, as I'm like trying to like figure out how to turn around, I see my mom is standing in the door and like her pink llama pajamas. I'm like, Oh, hi mom. <laughs> oh, wow. So she was sleeping this whole time. She woke up. She like, said she woke up maybe like, like seven, 10, seven, seven. Yeah. 10. Just a few minutes before. So like, I could hear you guys like moving around. Oh, so she wow. thought she would get up. But like she thought she was going to have time for breakfast. And you thought you were going to have time for breakfast. Or you were, weren't you like eating yogurt or something for half a second? Yeah, I was trying to fuel yeah. up a little bit. Go back exactly. and get some bites. Baby Joe, <laughs> but, he had to get in the I fuel. Mean, that's why the plastic tarp was halfway on the bed because he was worried about his breakfast <laughs> instead of setting anything up. Priorities. <laughs> and you wanted to get your... You want to get your birth shirt oh, on? Oh, I get my shirt on. He yeah. was sad he didn't have time to get his birth shirt on because oh, it was man. in. It wasn't. It was in Brooklyn's room. Yeah, it was in Brooklyn's room. That's okay. right. Oh, wow. So JJ's always about having a birth outfit uh-huh. for whatever reason. Last time it was his swim shorts because we were going to hopefully do a water birth. This time he bought this shirt a week before. Can I read it, JJ? Oh, I love it. I'm a dad and a doctor. I can fix anything. <laughs> I love it. So he's not actually a doctor, but I have my PhD in baby catching. (laughs) That's awesome. It's the one that matters for this conversation. Stir up some fun in the medical world. (laughs) (laughs) So, so your mom is. So your mom walks Uh over and she's standing there and she's seeing a baby. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and when she was told me to hand her the baby through her legs, I'm like. I, I mean, the baby's slimy. I'm like, I'm just trying not to drop this thing. Like, I don't think us trying to do some fancy under leg maneuver right now is the best, best parenting decision. So her mom kind of stepped in. Mom helped me like and get turned around. Turned her around mm-hmm. and got some pillows and got her comfortable. And then, yeah, he came, you know, the little baby to me. And I'm just got our sweet little baby on my chest. And I'm like, we're looking at each other just in amazement. Wow. What just happened? our baby is already here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, yeah, seven twenty-seven is what our guesstimate was. And oh yeah, for when she was born. So yeah, we're just laying there holding the baby, praising God. And then we kind of look at each other. It had been a few minutes and we're like, we don't know what the gender is oh, because wow. I didn't see when, when the baby came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I was looking, I wouldn't have been able to figure it out, but, <laughs> but so then we did the little, like on three, like a little Lion King 
lift up, yeah, lift her off with me, and to see, and it was a beautiful, sweet little girl. Yeah. Wow. It was so super, super sweet. Um, and like right after that, I mean, my placenta just came out, mm-hmm. which is something else we prayed for for there to not be like any complications. It would be easy. Um, yeah, I don't think you push for that. Just. Yeah, no, I didn't. Just kind of had to play a little dodge the placenta. Just kind of <laughs> rolled out of there. <laughs> so, I don't think you were dodging it. <laughs> I just slid, it was sliding at me. <laughs> don't believe that. He's exaggerating a little bit, I think. Uh, <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the midwife texted like at 7.30, said, hey, how are the contractions? How are you doing? And I said, oh, the baby's here. You should come over. <laughs> so she came over like 30, 40 minutes later. Wow. Yeah. And she got there around 8, 8, 10 or something. And she just walked in and said, y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. That's the best English she's spoken since we've known her. <laughs> oh, wow. And she le- you learned the y'all from you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she did. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, so she came in. She, I mean, looked at me. She's like, "Everything's fine." I said, "Yeah, everything's fine." Like we had built a connection. She trusted, like that, you know, she could ask that, and mm-hmm. if something had gone on or anything of that sort, I would, we would tell her. And I mean, another thing we prayed for. We actually have a, a, the list of nine mm-hmm. things that we like really intentionally prayed for, and mm-hmm. eight out of the nine happened, which is pretty awesome. Wow. But mm-hmm. we did kind of want to do the birth just us two. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that to her. But that's, I mean, it's impossible time to be like, we, we wanted to have the baby and then the midwife walked through the door. Yeah, yeah. right away. But that's yeah. impossible to time or just be like, hey, wait outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we're going to, because we like either here, I wanted to catch the baby and like, and she would have been fine with that. But we're like, well, how cool would it be if, I mean, she just came in the door as the baby's being born <laughs> or, and she comes 30 minutes after very unintentionally. Yeah. So, that was fun mm-hmm. or it was cool or we enjoy that part of the story now. Yeah. That's really beautiful. So you said yes. there were nine things. Do you happen to have that list of nine handy? Would you, would you be open I to do. sharing I, that? I got nice. it. So we would look at it or before we had a pain-free labor and birth for it to be supernatural, a quick labor full of joy and laughter. And we were for sure laughing and <laughs> it, it was so, it was super joyful um, no tearing, which I did tear. That was one thing that happened, but it wasn't a big deal. A healthy alert baby, a simple birth of the placenta. And I have on here birth before the midwife arrives. Wow. Just like That nice. would be kind of cool if it happened. And yeah, we were not trying to call her. It just, it happened so quick. Like, yeah. Uh, I have minimal blood loss and then JJ to have full confidence in himself and peace. And then birth while Brooklyn is asleep. Wow. And Brooklyn woke up at what? Seven forty. Yeah. She usually, she usually wake, was waking up like seven seven fifteen. So she's been right when she waited a little. That bit. was another answered prayer for her to sleep in, and she knew something. Uh, My mom, mom went and got her, and or just kind of kept her out there playing for a little bit until I got into the bed, and you know everything was kind of cleaned up off the floor. Um, and mom told us afterwards, she's like, Brooklyn definitely knew that something happened. Like she was mm. like, she was looking for you guys. She kind of knew something was going on, like in the house. Like I'm sure she could just sense it. Um, and so when but, you brought her in. Yeah, it was really 
the sweetest hug she's ever given me so oh. far. <laughs> and she just, um, yeah, she was holding tight to me and then said, here's, here's little, little baby, baby sister. sister. And she and got right in the so bed good. and we're just like looking, yeah. trying to kiss her little head. It was, it was very, very sweet. Yeah. She was really excited. That was a, fun, a fun moment for sure. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And what's the name that we added to the, the man roster? We have Leona is her first name. And then her middle name is Lev, which means heart, but also for Leverkusen. That's oh. where she was born. And man. So Leona that. Lev, man. Beautiful. Yeah, we had a, we have what a glass glass oh, yeah, closet like mirror mirror oh mirror yeah <laughs> and we wrote out a bunch of different ways of how to write the name uh, how to spell Leona had a few different we were going back and forth so we combined both of our favorite versions so L E I O N A Lev man so it should help her with her, her alphabet really <laughs> all, all the vowels <laughs> in it except for you but, yeah. Lev and then Leona is lioness, so heart also has a little heart of a lioness mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. And talking about the sunshine. Oh yeah, gosh. Well, Germany is pretty rainy and just very cloudy in the winter, and it had been super cloudy, zero sunshine for I don't know how many weeks leading up. And that morning after she was born, I mean she was born at seven twenty-seven, like eight o'clock. There, so bright sunshine outside. So. Our midwife was like, "Gosh, she brought the sunshine." Oh, so, she yeah. did. Even once I, I texted my team and stuff, and a couple of guys were like, "Oh, sh- your little girl brought the sunshine today." Yeah, because they even realized how gloomy yeah, it, had it had been. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing! Wow. Yeah, well, it was. It was amazing. And the one last funny comment from our midwife afterwards that we didn't, but the when you asked her if I was okay, and she said. She told it to you <laughs> after. So I tore a little bit. Yeah. And JJ, she was about to come do the stitches. And um, JJ asked her outside of the room, like, like how bad is it? Like, you know, is she okay? Kind of deal. You don't remember what she said? Not specifically. <laughs> something about something about steaks. <laughs> she said, she, you know, because, okay, she doesn't speak much English here. <laughs> Her mind is when she's thinking of like grades. She said, "Well, you you know, like steak, like easy, like what rare, medium, and and like well, well done. done or something." Like first, I like one, two, or three kind of was in her mind. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Medium, medium. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, uh, "You're a medium steak, like what?" <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so he told me about that afterwards. So we had steak for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no. And then, I mean, it it was, we just kind of stayed in bed and Brooklyn came, just wanted to see her little sister. Um, I got to cut the cord again, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he nice. got to cut the cord. And I had even made um, little, instead of using a cord clamp, I like braided like little cord ties, one for a girl, one for a boy, like just different colors that I liked. And so it was fun to get to use like the little tie that I made. For the umbilical cord. I didn't think to do that with Brooklyn. I didn't know it was something that you could do. I just kind of thought and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. So it was fun to get to use that. Very nice. So yeah, I mean that's that's the long version. The yeah. the short version is Amy Joe woke up at 6 a.m. and got her worship on and woke me up at 6:45 and caught a baby at 7:27. So there you go. that's about as 
supernatural and quick. And as far as I could tell, she had no pain. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, awesome. and so it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I wrote, I would have a hundred babies if every birth could be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I oh. guess apparently she did get mad at me when she told me the, the water broke. Oh and yeah. I asked her. He uh, said, did it happen naturally? And I'm like, how else would it have happened? <laughs> so, yeah. That was the only, I think that was the only yeah, that was moment the only of, of tension of, that was a dumb question. <laughs> sorry, you know, sorry. I'm a dad and a doctor, right? Yeah. As, as my, goes yeah, by the yeah. <laughs> Well, he said PhD yeah. in catching babies, not the water. So, you know, exactly. yeah. I don't think he there stays are any. In his lane. There are no dumb questions when it comes to having babies. I've asked a lot of questions over the years. That, oh yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not no that's not my dumbest. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 Which end does the baby come out of? <laughs> well, I agree with your midwife when she said, y'all are crazy. And I would add awesome to that statement. I think you both are crazy awesome. Crazy and I'm awesome. so excited to have you back on the show and just for you to share part of your lives with us. And you've had so many laughs. I, I really appreciate it. I highly encourage anyone, if you've gotten to the end of this episode and didn't go back and listen to the first one, go do that and then just have it be a team man kind of day here on the podcast. <laughs> and um, any final thoughts or, or suggestions or um, encouragement that you would offer parents Parents. You know, I mean, we, especially, you know, here in Germany, like we said, not a lot of people are, are for it, if you will. But once we tell a story like, oh, I could never do that. Um, and it's just like, it's just a mindset. If, if you don't think you can, then yeah, you definitely can't. But if you learn about it and, you know, educate yourself and fill yourself with positive stories and yeah, believe in your yeah. body and you yeah. have a supportive team. Yeah, find a community of people who have, who have done it and who support it. And then, heck, yeah, you can do it. And to some people, it might be completely different or unheard of, but educate yourself and, and it, it happens. It's a thing and it's a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, if you decide that you don't want to do it, not a problem. But at least, you know, look into it or don't just immediately say, say no or that you couldn't or that you can't the to say oh i can never do that is not fair to yourself um because mm -hmm. you absolutely can mm -hmm. and so and i um, would say um birth can be fun i i know like even for me at the, our first birth like and even with the second like there's still part of you that gets a little bit anxious or scared or whatever it may be that may come up come up but Gosh, it can be so much fun. And it was so fun. So yeah, that's that's my piece of advice. You don't have to fear birth. It really can be a fun, joyful experience. That's beautiful. It sure can. Thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for doing what you do. It's awesome. And it helps a lot. Quick 
quick note about the Doing It At Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.